and or hello welcome to the podcast original podcast do not steal i am prince devon oh hey hi thanks for welcoming me hi i'm amber autumn uh she her good to good to see you fun fact you know so to speak fun fact for everyone listening uh, we had a little hiccup so we're recording this opening so hopefully it flows better into the second half which is the better half but if not only human and i break when i fall down we're professionals, which is to say we're not being paid for this and are therefore not professionals. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you don't know, Original Podcast Do Not Steal is a podcast where an I, Prince Devin, and my dear sweet friend Amber Autumn every week uh, tackle an IP and attempt to make an interesting original character. In that mm-hmm. franchise, we cover nerd culture and non-nerd culture things. So that's just the, the whole <laughs> of reality. <laughs> it's just everything. We could make we could make OCs about about our favorite Geico commercial characters. We could make OCs about uh, our favorite Star Wars characters. The really the two kinds of OCs that you can make. I would one hundred and ten percent right now drop everything and do an OC that is designed to sell ch- cereal to children. That would be so much fun. Like a like a like a General Mills OC. Yes, one, uh, that would be a really good one. Uh, I would have a really good time doing that. That would be good. Oh, it's a I, good episode. Oh man, I can't wait to to discover Captain Crunch's long lost uh, daughter who needs to reclaim <laughs> who needs to reclaim the manor the mantle of Captain Crunch and bring honor back to their family. <laughs> Probably we come up with some kind of like ridiculous character arc about them because of who we are as people. Oh, hell um. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but today uh, this is this. Today, we will be talking about Norse mythology, um, and I am the expert for today's episode, so I will be doing mm-hmm. most of the talking. And so before we get into it, um, for you r slash debate me Andes uh, in the zone uh, who want to point out incongruities, um, the thing about mythology, when you look at any of it, um, you are looking at an account of an account of an account, right? Like if you're looking at Aztec mythology, you're looking at a priest's rendition of Hernan Cortez's rendition of a very confusing pantheon of disparate peoples. And the same thing more or less goes uh, with Norse mythology. So it's uh, take take the version you like. I like Neil Gaiman's version. His versions of these myths are the ones that stick out to me. And we were going to edit a thing in, but we're lazy. So um, when Neil Gaiman opens his book about Norse mythology, he talks about how uh, the, the thing that lets these characters resonate and live forever is you taking the myths and retelling them and making them your own. And so the cycle continues because an enormous thing in Norse mythology is this uh, this cycle. Ragnarok is the end of all things, but it's also the birth of all things because the last conversation in Ragnarok is Loki talking to Boulder and Boulder going, no, 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 Loki, I can see farther than you. And and people live and create anew. Um, life is birthed out of... Why can't I remember his name? Ymir uh, is the first giant to be born. Uh, and he exists in the space between Oregon's Ganga. <laughs> I can say that right, but I wrote it down funny. Um, but because when, when things started, there was Niflheim... Uh, the cold ice world and there was uh, Mistelheim the fire world where Surtur lives everyone knows Surtur because we all saw Thor Thor Ragnarok the the best Thor movie everyone's oh god fuck I hate that movie so much I'm not getting into it someday Devin's gonna have to like talk about his Thor Ragnarok takes (laughs) we're not not getting into it Um, and the space between 
uh, was where Emer was born. Emer uh, eventually give the people are born out of his armpits, um, and he gives birth to Bor, who is the father of all gods. Bor takes a giant for a wife. He has three children, Odin, Vali, and Vili, which are dwarf names. Yes, I do know that. It was not lost on me. Um, and because mythology sort of kind of exists to answer three like three things tend to happen in mythology uh they exist to pass on moralistic fables um don't fly too close to the sun icarus um uh, explaining things that are unexplainable uh where does fire come from prometheus gave it where where does the world come from uh in norse mythology uh because odin valley and Vili wanted to explore outside of the space between uh they needed to kill ymir and uh, the world we inhabit is his corpse. Um, so, like, his... I wanna, I wanna just interrupt real briefly to point out the the way you said Icarus. There, it makes it sound like the whole point of the myth um, isn't to like warn people about hubris generally. It's to warn Icarus specifically. <laughs> um, Icarus, don't fucking fly close to the sun. We'll write a story about you to warn you, Icarus. <laughs> yeah, Icarus, and only Icarus. Um, People are wrong about Icarus, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, please go on. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, and the one that really sticks out to me uh, about living in the corpse of a giant is uh, clouds are his thoughts. That's the one that always stuck with me. Um, and the third one, and my more favorite one, is the story of gods kind of farting around and doing shit. Uh, but my favorite with my sub subgenre of gods farting around is... Um, uh, uh, your attempts to prevent fate, to askew fate, um, your preventative actions lead to sowing the seeds of your own destruction. That's my favorite thing. Fenris Wolf wouldn't want to kill all of the gods in Ragnarok if the gods hadn't been dick to, dicks to him. So, uh, Amber, are there any any Norse places you want me to go to get your brain juices flowing? Um, uh, yes, Devin, let me tell you about the earnest things that we're coming up with right now and didn't already <laughs> record on the last recording of this. Um, uh, I mean, you, like, you know that I, that I fucking love, uh, when, when stories are set inside of a giant body, right? Like, that's just, I love that shit. I'm a zone bitch. You, um, you love pajama uh, a body Sam. horror babe. Pajama Sam, the third one. You are what you eat from your I your do feet. love the third Pajama Sam. That's right. You are right. That's a, that's like the, my favorite Pajama Sam game. That's a, that's a fucking pull. Holy shit. We're gonna do a humongous entertainment OC because that's just good shit. Oh my fucking God. We're gonna do a humongous entertainment episode. Oh, that's, that's good. Oh, that's good. Half of this podcast is just, we're gonna do one later and it's gonna be a good time. Oh. <laughs> okay um yeah i'm excited about that i am excited about the idea of cycles um uh those are both good uh uh those are those are ideas to keep in our brains let's keep going uh yeah i can i can go through some of my notes um because uh just like my uh, the the thing i resonate with the most in north smith are loki's kids um not his lame kids he has with sigan who in my notes I have Sigan equal Loki's wife does not equal sign do not care about these kids because these are boring lame kids they're important when Loki gets it but we have that recorded later because we're re-recording the opening um, but under uh, Ungabotha I have equals Loki's side chick and she gives birth to Loki's uh, horrible monster children who are responsible for Ragnarok but before we get to them uh, we need to cover Loki's first son uh, who is one moment 
Uh, Sleipnir. Sleipnir is uh, an eight-legged horse uh, who's Odin's famous horse. So remember that one scene in one of the Thor movies where Odin comes down and his horse has eight legs? That's Sleipnir. That's Loki's son. Fun fact. How, how did Loki get a horse son, you asked organically? I will tell you. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, one day, Thor was around being a Thor. Um, and the gods were like, Jesus Christ, what if scary Mexican giants come? We should build a wall. Of course they do. Some, You know, it's... it's it is the mythology of Nazis, right? It's sort of it makes sense that they would want to build a wall. Um it's 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 kind of nice because um like in any other mythology, like there's a lot to worry about about like cultural appropriation, about like fucking up and like fucking around in shit that you don't necessarily have a claim to, right? Like I would like I would be really nervous to do an episode um, that's about like uh, uh, like an Anansi the Spider episode or like an Aztec mythology episode. Like even though like like I really like Anansi the Spider stories, but I would feel kind of weird fucking around in that. Um, uh, but Norse mythology is super fucking easy because it's just white people and like the shitty ones. It doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. We can do as much to this yeah, shit as we and... want to. <laughs> like, I just, I, I just like that it's like, yeah, I like when when Anasi steals uh, s- stories from Neme, but we could we could upset people. But here, who are we gonna upset? The fucking Nazis. I really, I want to be clear that we're saying a Nazi, like a Nazi, and not a Nazi. Um. <laughs> Uh, which are two phrases that you've both said in the last sentence that I want to make sure that we're clear about a Nazi not being a Nazi I don't like Nazis I I don't want it to sound like I'm gonna let you talk bold political stance we don't like Nazis we don't like Nazis Um, here we're anti-Nazi on this show uh, the 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 Norse gods want to build a wall um, and uh, someone approaches I'm, I'm going to truncate the story because it's kind of long but someone approaches like I can build you a wall uh, but my, as as payment I would like the beautiful Freya's hand which is everyone wants the beautiful Freya's hand uh, and he wants the sun and the moon and Freya's like no we should beat him for his impertinence I hate all of you which is a recurring theme when people try to marry Freya and she's like why why are you all so willing to give me away <laughs> um but Lo- and all the gods are in agreement but Loki's like no 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 he can't possibly build the wall you're all stupid we're going to let him build it we're going to let him leave and we're going to have half a wall built it'll be great uh because every story that involves Loki starts with Loki getting you into the worst position in your life and then getting you out because Loki is incredibly clever but he's also a uh, hubris dumbass and he has his own worst enemy and it's uh it's a big cycle um so he builds the wall and he is succeeding and scaring the gods and uh the horse this person has is swethelfari which means one who makes an unfortunate journey um and so on the last day he has to build the wall he's all set to do it but and they're like and loki's like i don't worry guys I got this. And so Swethelfari is grazing and doesn't come. And you see a beautiful chestnut mare, a beautiful 
sexy, fucking just incredibly sexy and beautifully feminine horse distracting Swafalfari. And so every time the guy calls, the chestnut mare is like, yeah, you want some of this horse ass? And Swafalfari is like, I think I do. Uh, and then eventually Swathalfari chases this chestnut mare into the woods and the builder can't build it and he's mad because the gods tricked him and they're dicks and uh, Thor shows up and he kills him the gods laugh because they're kind of dicks and everyone's like man I can't believe Loki did it where's Loki and then Loki shows up nine months later with uh, with Sleipnir his eight-legged horse and everyone's like Loki where'd you get this horse and Loki's like if you ask me again I will murder you never ask me hey Odin do you want this sick horse Hello. Hello. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, okay. <laughs> do you, uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to, this is around the point when we need to bridge from the re-recording to the regular recording. And I think the way we do that is by you telling us a story about our friend Kane. Um, uh, uh, yeah, 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 and I'm uh, not sure how to segue uh, into that other than by saying it out loud awkwardly <laughs> in a very normal clever. way. Uh, do, but does the other recording have me talking about Loki's other kids? I don't know. Um, I think it does. Is that a you can... is that a is that a, is that a risk we're willing to take? Why don't you go for it? Why don't you just explain it here and then we can edit it if we need to? Okay. Yeah. So, um, Loki's other kids who are uh, super special, awesome, um. Uh, they are from Ungabotha, the giant he cheats on his beautiful wife Sigyn with. Um, he gives birth, she gives birth to Jormungandr, who is the world serpent, who doesn't have a lot of character. He's just a big snake who grows bigger and bigger. He's got a, a long-standing rivalry with Thor because Thor just wants to hit things, and Jormungandr is the biggest thing. Uh, Fenris Wolf, whom I love, who just wants, who's just a sweet puppy. He has a heartbreaking relationship with uh, Tyr, the god of war. Um, and Fenris Wolf just wants just wants to be known for being a big strong boy, and so they're like, "What if we tie you in fetters, unbreakable fetters?" And he breaks them, and eventually they trick him into tying himself into unbreakable fetters, and they don't release him. And uh, Odin did this because he saw in a vision, "This dog will kill me. What if I chain this dog up?" And then Fenris is like, "Hey, I wasn't and then it gonna worked. kill you." <laughs> And then it worked. It super worked well with no Ragn problems. <laughs> Ragnarok was completely prevented. Um, I love I love Fenris Wolf. His thing is he just grows bigger um, because Jormungandr gets to a size and he stops. Fenris never stops growing. Uh, and then there's Hell, who's uh, the one who gets the most character because she's not just a snake and not just an angry wolf boy. Uh, she's a half dead girl. And uh, her thing is she takes after her father, so she's incredibly clever and witty uh, and has a good head on her shoulder. She doesn't have the self-defeating hang-ups of her drunk, petulant dad. Um, but she she prefers the company of dead people because dead things are simple creatures and they don't look on her look upon her with repulsion like the living does. So that's why Odin's like, what if you took care of the dead realm, newborn child? Uh, so yeah, hopefully. Oh, I love her. That. And now, yeah, she's. Oh, the I best. want to adopt her. Kane's 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 Nazi dad. <laughs> A normal segue to do normally. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kane Kane's Nazi dad. Um, so 
not gonna dox Kane, so no last name, but uh, one day I, Kane and I were talking about how like Irish Americans specifically are the worst because you get the worst parts of being Irish and being American. You've just removed the fun of both of the things, and now you're this lame thing, and your one joke is going, What's an Irish breakfast? Oh, a six-pack and a potato! I love a potato! Hurty, dirty, dirty! Um, and uh, Kane's dad is very shitty and very Irish, and one day Kane was looking into his lineage, and he was like, Yeah, no, I found all of these, like, Nordic roots... Like, our name is derived from Thor's son, and there is this Thor's castle that our family has a claim to. Dad, isn't this cool? And his dad, who is, like, low-key a Nazi, was like, no, shut up, we're Irish. Which, like, way to not be a good Nazi, buddy. Truly! Like, very bizarre. Like, really, like, that's... Like, the Nazis fucking love the Norse, right? Because it's, like... Uh, their uh, their idea of like bizarre white masculinity, and they've all got like beards and shit. Um, and you get the chance to be connected to the beards and shit, and you're turning away from that. Uh, uh, because you really want the glamour of uh, uh, having been uh, economically oppressed by the British for decades. Like that's the thing you're going for here. That's I want the potato famine. I want I want the I want the glory of the paddy wagon. <laughs> I need the paddy wagon. <laughs> okay, I think that's okay. All right, that's we uh, let's bridge to the other side of the audio 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 transition. Yeah, and now we're back to the the first part that was good. Uh, no, no, I'm back. Uh, there was just we might have we might have lost some of the bit where we were railing against Irish Americans, so maybe that can just be cut. <laughs> So anyways, where were we before we got on this diatribe? That I like the idea it? that we have a little musical transition and then we come out of it just to the part where you say, I missed some of the bit where we were railing on the Irish <laughs> Americans. <laughs> and that's all that people know about that bit. And, oh, that's so much better. And they'll that's just have so to assume. <laughs> they'll just assume this deep irish american i like i i also love that it's not an anti-irish sentiment it's very specific an irish american sentiment hey we're like 15 minutes into this episode should we talk about norse mythology hi me prince devon how's it going everybody you know just like loki i am constantly getting myself and those around me into terrible situations and hopefully talking my way out so you may have noticed that on the latter half of the episode the audio on my end is very bad and i apologize for that so in the second half we did cover loki's beautiful bastard children but i figured keeping in the first half would just be better for everyone since the audio is better there so that's uh, where this cut is, you're not missing anything, I promise. And now we're going to get into talking about the characters, so, um, have fun. Um, I do like Hell. I'm interested in the half-dead child, um, uh, who, like, has more in common with the dead than in than with the humans. Um, I think that's interesting. I'd like to chase that a little bit. Um, uh, I, okay, so... This is this is a little bit of a bizarre place to go, but I'm gonna bring Star Trek into this, um, uh, and I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about so in the original series you have Spock, who is half human and half Vulcan, and is doing everything he can 
to uh uh to chase the vulcan parts of him um and to avoid all the parts that are human and then you go into the next generation and their answer to that is data wherein they bring another character who is sort of trying to bridge the line between emotionality and unemotionality um uh but in a in a different direction um where he's he's searching for emotion instead of trying to uh, instead of trying to cover it up. And so I'm wondering if we can do, uh, that was, that was a long and unnecessary example to say, I think I would be interested in doing a, a, a mirror to hell. Um, I would say a dark mirror, but it kind of sounds like a bright mirror to her. Um, another character who is riffing on that idea. Does that make sense? Okay. So, uh, whereas hell prefers the dead. We have someone who prefers the living. Right, so maybe someone who dies, and then, but then death not being the end of these characters. We have a story of a character who um, uh, so strongly wants to return to the land of the living, but never can. But uh, uh, through some kind of questing towards life, we get myth. Myth emerges in some way. Okay, that's neat. Uh, kind of a, a god or goddess of longing for life. That's a neat. That is a neat. That is a neat riff to make. Uh, before we go further, there's just a thing I wanted to bring up that uh, a thing I very much like about uh, Norse myth in terms of characterization is everyone um, is kind of, speaks very matter of factly. Like I love. Uh, I love. Uh, Loki and Thor's relationship in actual myth uh, is something I very much enjoy. And it's not the MCU, because they're not brothers. Um, but the, the ultimate summarization is there's a time where Loki steals Sif's hair, and Thor wakes up, and he goes, hmm, your hair's missing. I'm going to blame Loki. And Sif's like, why? And he goes, whenever something bad happens, I blame Loki. It saves me a lot of time. And then he finds Loki and is like, hey, Loki, did you do it? And Loki's like, no. And then, yeah, Loki, of course Loki did it. Because it's, it's just the relationship. He just, they know what it is. And so you think that Loki should somehow be responsible for this? Or there should be an assumption of guilt for Loki? Um, no, uh, uh, all that just to bring up. Um, these characters are very uh, matter-of-fact and they kind of know their place mm. when you're dealing with a with a north is uh, more so what I was trying to bring up. But yeah, if it if something goes wrong, it is one hundred percent Loki's fault. <laughs> it is Loki. Loki is where earthquakes come from. Fun fact. Really? What's that about? Okay, so Loki. Uh, I like people are like Prometheus gets it, and no, fuck you. Loki gets it super hard. Uh, because long story short. Loki kills Boulder. Boulder is Boulder the Beautiful, and all of the world weeps for Boulder when he dies. Uh, but Loki takes the guise of a woman. It's like, I don't weep for Boulder, and part of the terms of the agreement for getting Boulder back was saying everyone would weep for him, and Loki lied, so Boulder doesn't come back. And then after that, Loki gets insanely drunk and goes on like a... Sorry, there was a burp that I made. I forgive you. I want to make it on camera. Uh, and Loki goes on an like, hour... Like, weeks long bender just talking shit to all of the gods and they go we 
you were on thin ice for Boulder. We can't forgive this. And so they take Loki to the middle of the earth and they bring his two lame kids who I don't care about and Sigan. Um, and they go, Sigan, do you love Loki? And she goes, uh, yeah, despite everything, I love Loki. And they take the youngest son and turn him into a feral wolf. He murders Loki's oldest son. Fuck. Uh, and then runs off into the forest because he's a feral wolf. They take the oldest son's intestines and they tie Loki to a rock with them, and then they turn into unbreakable fetters. Loki summons a snake to hang above Loki for all time, and that snake uh, drips venom, like some black acid, from its gaping maw, and they give Sigyn a bull. And Sigyn has the bull for forever to hold it so Loki doesn't get hit with the acid, but eventually the bull fills up, and Sigyn has to run away and drop the bull. And whenever she does that... Loki is in the middle of the earth and he shakes like writhing in pain and that's where earthquakes come from. Huh. Yeah. I like the prevalence of snakes in these stories. I would like to capitalize on that because I like snakes. Um uh I would like there to be a snake in our character's story somewhere. Um That's a very it's a very small material detail to take out of that story. But it's the one I'm taking. So, any, so anyways, uh, back to our character, who is uh, someone who goes to hell, mm-hmm. which means uh, if you go to hell, that means you die in an unhonorable way. Right. Um, so are they, are they a god before they go to hell, or does this uh, pilgrimage out of hell kind of get the gods to be like, what if we gave you godhood? I like... I like the second one, and also I've seen enough stories to know that this, the inciting moment um, of our character's journey, what gets them killed, um, uh, should be a moment where they make some kind of a choice that gets them killed, and then they have to learn from that choice uh, 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 through their route to ascension. Um, Alright, I dig it. Do we want to come up with a name? which means there will be an awkward pause we have to edit out because names take time. Uh yeah, is there do you want to do you want to talk a little bit? I know that we're I know that we've already spent a good amount of time already, but do you want to talk a little bit about uh uh naming conventions? How that do you know anything? Do we just make nordic sounding sounds? Um the long short of it is most names do have a meaning like um when loki takes the guise of the old woman to be like i don't miss boulder uh she has a name and it means uh like gratitude i think um but this is to say i don't speak ancient nordic and i wouldn't know how to make it you don't fuck no, I don't. I don't speak a dead People language. are gonna leave I our podcast behind. You, you st- are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So you're um, like objectively uh, both the lamer and the more interesting person on this podcast. I don't know why you have me on. Because <laughs> I. Because talking to myself is like, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I need I need someone to bounce back with. Um. Okay. So then, yeah. just just making Nordic sounds with my mouth, 
um uh l sounds nordic uh uh like a like a drew or a dree sound maybe a y um uh like ladriel like that sounds kind of nordic right that's a kind of sort of nordic sound i made nelson 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 just like nelson daughter of nelthy it's funny because i hear nelson and nelson's just like a name just like a very <laughs> like white guy in an office building in the 90s sort of a name you know nelson like the name nelson Oh, yeah, it does sound like Nelson. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nelson, god of bullies. <laughs> um, uh, but you're saying, like, like Nielsen with a, with a Y? Is that what we're... Uh, uh, what was the one you had again? A good question. I don't remember. Um, uh, it was like... Uh... L I fuck shit, I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be really it's embarrassing like, when we listen back to this. Oh yeah, this is gonna be awful to edit, but like it's it's because like Norse names are like it's it's Norf like but then like Narfhaven, like I'm gonna say Yelidril. Yelidril. That's a name that makes sense right, to me. Yelidril. It's as good a name as any. Yelidril, daughter of Deidreth. Cool. Sounds good. Yelidril, daughter of Deidreth. Um, Alright, cool. We have we have a name for our character. Yelidril. Um, so, if Yelidril is meant to be the, the, the secondary coin of hell, uh, what is the ensuing incident that gets Yelidril to die? So, it feels like um, because she ends up in hell... And because her thing is that she wants to, uh, uh, she has a zeal for life over death. Surely she is trying to like escape battle in some way, right? Uh, she is trying to avoid her obligations towards violence, right? Um, and it's a story that doesn't age well into the twenty-first century, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> that's not. <laughs> That's most myths. That's part of it. That's part of it is that it's it's hashtag problematic. Um, uh, is that there is some there's there is some battle taking place and um, uh, she could help in some way, uh, uh, either as a, like a shield maiden figure or perhaps in some more appropriately womanly way for the women folk. Um, were the Norse sexist? I don't actually know that. Well, uh, importantly, um, Norse, when it comes to, to the Vikings, yeah. were kind of wool. Okay. Um, at least in terms of, they had women warriors. Okay. It wasn't a thing you complained Good. about. Good. So, uh, she, she could, so That'll teach me. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I just assumed that she that they that they had that they had invented sexism by that point um but it turns out they hadn't invented oh, sexism well, yet was, uh but this does lead me to one of my favorite uh, we're just gonna i'm just gonna this episode is a lot of me going on norse tangents but one of my favorite uh norse stories uh just about 
Loki and Thor farting around is um, a troll steals Mjolnir uh, and they try to get it back and he's like, I want Freya's hand in marriage and this is the fifth time someone has done this. Uh, and because Thor is an idiot and just says whatever he's thinking, he's like, will you do it? Will you marry him so I can get my hammer back? And she goes, no, I'll fucking kill you. Get out of my sight. And Loki's like, I have a plan, Thor. And so the plan is to dress Thor up like a woman and pretend that Thor hmm. is hmm. Freya. Makes you think. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Makes you think. And, 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 Loki's like, and Thor's like, I can't be a woman. I have a beard. And the entire story is, uh, is just like Thor does unwomanly things <laughs> and Loki has to cover for it. And it's just slapstick. <laughs> It's great. Norse Smiths are not afraid to get stupid. That's, I mean, you know, I love some, uh, some fucking dumbass, uh, like Marx Brothers shenanigans. I also really, I hope that Thor, you know, realizes some things during that process. I hope that he, you know, maybe takes a look inside himself and and really thinks about, really thinks about really how it affects. God fucking damn it. <laughs> Literally never. Livid that Thor Odinson doesn't end up being a trans representation for me. (laughs) No, Thor's like, I hit it with my hammer, and if that doesn't work, I use my belt of strength, and I hit it harder with my hammer. And that's Thor. That's Thor always and forever. He wants to kill Jormungandr. Why? Because Jormungandr is big. And if he kills the big thing, everyone will know how strong Thor is. It's like Himbo writes, but I think he's probably a dick. So instead it's just like brutish asshole. It, it is, uh, like, like, yeah, Thor is two steps away from being wholesome himbo. Um, <laughs> I love, oh, I, I love Norse Thor. He's so stupid. He's just so on his face. I, because he, his favorite thing that isn't his beautiful wife Freya is Mjolnir, and when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, and that's how Thor lives his life. <laughs> There's that thing going around a couple years back about uh, MCU Thor being uh, a, 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 an ally to the lesbians. Um, uh, how would we? How do we think this Thor would react to lesbians? How do we think? What do we think his reaction would be? Uh, I don't think he'd care. Okay. Very much. He'd like. Like, remember when MCU Thor was like, "It's about time" to someone who's older than him. Uh, Norse Thor yeah. would just be like. I also like women. <laughs> Have need with me. Um, uh, good for him. Also, um, okay. So we have this character who can be a battle maiden. Um, uh, she can be a warrior, uh, uh, or or raised to be one, or expected to be one. Um, and then she bails. She seeks refuge. Um. And, uh, I would like to say, uh, 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 she, the, 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 the cave that she seeks refuge in, or the forest that she seeks refuge in, wherever she goes, um, uh, there is a snake there that kills her. Yeah, that's a snake shows up and it, and it bites her and kills her. Um, 
and she she fled from battle right to her own demise. Um, horribly ironic. Um, makes you think. And just like you go. What the fuck is his name? Oh, hold on one second. I can't remember their names. It's the fucking the sad boy whose nymph wife gets murdered by a snake for reason and. Damn it! Did I just steal a thing mythology. from Norse mythology? Did I? No, it's uh, it's from Greek myth. Uh, it starts with O. It's not Odysseus. Orpheus. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Orpheus' wife is killed by snake, and then he said, "My favorite part of Greek myth is is eventually it will come to." And then protagonist was sad and sat there for a very long time. Well, I don't think she's looking at you, Odysseus. You stupid asshole. I don't expect that our protagonist is sad for a very long time so much as immediately jumps to uh, uh, trying increasingly uh, bizarre and goofy ways to escape hell um, and ascend out of her position. Um, uh, beginning like a crusade around hell to try every single thing. Um, what do we What do we end up explaining during this process? I feel like this is a great moment to add a little mythic moment of... And that's why the world is in oh, this way. Go. Um, my immediate idea is because no one gets out of hell, not even right. older. Um, uh, so the, the thing is, okay, well, why aren't there zombies? Like, what makes you stay dead? And so Yolanda Darfin um, is able to get out of hell at the end. But then when when she gets out of hell, hell is like, well, thank you. You pointed out a hole in the system. Better plug this up. So it's, it's, she accounts for why people don't come back. Is that? That, that is my immediate idea. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I like that. Um, uh, uh, that makes sense to me. And then once we've explained that, um, that sort of gets to be the end of the myth. But I do, because I am a 21st century bitch, um, a contemporary babe. I want to give us a little ending where, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want this to be a Sisyphean tale where she tries forever um, and never, ever succeeds. I want her to try and succeed many times, uh, but then get put back and have whatever hole she found plugged up. And then in the end... Um, to make peace with her new station, um, but now take on the role of uh, uh, perhaps helping to guide people away from hell or uh, 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 to... you know, cause the conditions of the world such that more, uh, uh, violence happens, such that more people get to go to, uh, Valhalla, um, uh, you know, some way in which she is, uh, helping the world or, like, doing her best to create a world that she thinks is better, um, uh, in direct relation to her character wants and needs without actually getting to come back. Yeah making the world a better place but because it is north myth that means making more people who want to die gloriously right exactly 
yeah, that works. I we, we it feels like we have a character. Do we want to go over any uh, visuals? Yeah. Any, any sweet sweet eye candy? Um. Any any sweet sweet. I wanna candy? I wanna I wanna just like real put like a real quick put a concrete anchor in what it is that she's doing at the end of her story. Um. Like, is she is she here to guide people from beyond? Ooh. I like that. She never gets to get out of hell, um, but she does get to temporarily escape over and over to, like, speak words of wisdom to, uh, uh, to people who are lost, to travelers in the world, to people who need to be directed more sufficiently towards a heroic lifestyle. Okay. Okay, cool. I, I dig this. So, uh... Yeah, I had a I had a thought and then I lost it. But yeah, okay. So so it is not that she gets out and gets freedom um when she is granted her godhood, she is granted dominion over leading people towards a more noble, noble I don't even know know if I want to say that she's granted dominion over uh, over it so much as just that she rests the, that control herself. She keeps escaping and it never lasts longer than a few moments before she gets pulled back. But it is like through the process of continuing to escape in small ways that she finds that purpose for herself. Okay. Okay. And 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 okay, and that dominion that. emerges organically rather than being bestowed upon her. Okay. All right. Yeah. So she she she, she forms she she forms godhood through her own through her own bonds yeah. and just becomes recognized through action. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Just need to plug that up, and now I feel good about. Let's let's describe her. What does she look like? What do what do Nordic mythic figures look like, Devin? Um, is there any description for that, or is that? Of, uh, most illustrations for Nordic myth, in my opinion, uh, when you're looking at the actual historical descriptions, look pretty fucking lame, <laughs> and it is much cooler to google search loki's children and see what modern day artists have interpreted and sorry not sorry everyone uh, and this is probably going to be very culturally insensitive but man jack kirby made this shit look so much fucking cooler <laughs> jack kirby made it look cool uh yeah most uh they don't spend a lot of time describing like ornate details of gods it's just kind of like uh Thor has a red beard. Loki has a smile. Has a Loki often smiles. The smile of a man who thinks he's very clever. Odin, the All Father, has one eye. It's, 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 it's very base sort of one word descriptors, and they don't focus too much on the the minutia of it. So it's like one detail that stands out. You point that out, and that's the thing that usually gets brought up. I um no I I I think it's totally reasonable to say Jack Kirby made these characters look cooler. I heard this phrase a couple days ago that I'm probably going to repeat a number of times over the course of this podcast, which is that uh media consumption is not political praxis. Um uh you're allowed to think that Jack Kirby things look cooler. Uh that's not that's not political praxis. Um I like I like that turn of phrase. That's a good turn of phrase. Uh anyway, um, so yeah, do we want to, do we want to, uh, 
So it sounds to me like the way I want to describe her look is I want to come up with like one evocative phrase, um, uh, and then and then we just imagine what some interpretations of her might look like, rather than feeling a need to like hammer out a one specific look for her, right? Because she's a mythological figure, and so I don't think we need to yeah. need to make it too concrete. Sometimes. Sometimes you just turn Hades into the devil, and sometimes you turn Hades into a post P90X snow miser, and he's sexy for some reason. Many, many interpretations of Hades and or Ares have been hot as fuck. It's just one of the common themes. Oh, we're gonna get to do a Herc and Xena episode at some point. Oh, that's gonna be oh, that's shit. gonna be exciting oh, as hell for me. Oh, it's, it's so Half of this show is just us saying, "Oh, I can't wait until we do an episode about this." <laughs> it it builds interest uh if if the audience has the same niche interests as <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about this uh, is one of the most one... popular uh uh camp fantasy television franchises of the 90s yep <laughs> exactly that exactly the words you said we will do the power ranger episode following oh my god uh Um, go back to back to visuals of yorthanganda daughter of dithalharga uh the the one um because you said anchored down and i i just kind of like what if she just had an anchor oh oh i like that a lot that's really good yeah absolutely so uh yeah, uh, so um, this is going to be super fucking niche, which is uh, the secondary summation of the podcast. But I would like one artist's interpretation to be uh, drawing her as Abba from Guilty Gear. And Amber, I know you have no idea what that means, but we're going to pause right here so you can Google Abba, Ugh. and then we're going to come back so you can live react to All right, Abba. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm I'm doing it. I can't believe you're doing this to me. Um, okay, quick question. Um, is Ava the golden key or is Ava the emo anime girl? Ava's the, the emo okay. girl. I love her okay. so I love her and her big yeah. key. <laughs> so it's just that but with an anchor is what you're saying. Yes! I love fight games. I can't wait to do the fight game episode, dude. Um. Uh. Uh. Yeah. That would be a. That would be a fun one. Um. Uh. I would love. I think that it would be cool if we got an artist interpretation that's a modernized version because all of these characters can continue to exist cyclically forever because there's the whole thing about cycles that we learned about a half an hour ago. Um. Uh. Uh. So a contemporary version who just has like. Like a, a fucking bunch of anchor tattoos all over her. Like a real tattoo and piercing girl, but all the tattoos are, are, are anchors. I think that would be neat. As an interpretation. Um, what is the what is the comic book version of Yark and Gotha look like? Like like uh just like doing a doing a big Jack Kirby. So you've read more of the Jack Kirby Thor comics than I have. Um, but it seems to me uh, that 
it seems to me the Jack Kirby version is like a blonde woman with long hair, um, a goofy ass cape, um, and a big ass anchor that she can use as a weapon, right? It gives me big, big, big Barda energy is what I would like from the Jack Kirby version of this character who who uses the anchor both to strike enemies, but also to carry the the souls. Yeah, that makes sense. Like you can like you can jump in it and she and she'll throw the anchor. That feels like a character to me. That feels like we've made an OC. It does. Yadrisil. Whose name we have successfully yeah. remembered and said correctly every single time. <laughs> Okay. Please make Please fan, make art, fan art. Fans. Yeah. Show us, show us your interpretations of Yolanda. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. I guess we should start. We should start outroing now. Um. Uh. I've been Amber Autumn. Uh. You. Who have you been? Devin. I, don't... I don't think we. Did did we? Oh yeah. Uh. Remember, there are no bad ideas except for ours. And we give them to you professionally. We have uh, some social media, probably, just for us. Uh, uh, join us next week when Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but instead, we talk about Gilmore Girls. Woo. I'm really excited. That's the one I know about, so uh, I'll get to explain things to Devin next week. All right. Outro. Bye!